I'm going to call the meeting to order and appreciate everyone being here and sorry for being late. I'm dependent upon Mr. Stavernakis for transport today, so um, so uh, y'all have to excuse me for that. Um, yeah. So with that being said, we got a short agenda and hopefully we can move through this quickly and got two bills on there. And the first is sales and income tax. And Mr. Simmerl, I understand you'll be explaining that uh, bill or it's an amendment we have. All right. Thank you, Mr. Simmerl. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this is H4017, which is tax conformity. Uh, obviously, we are a conforming state to the Internal Revenue Code. Uh, that's what this bill sets forth. Uh, we had um, debated this at subcommittee. There is an amendment, um, Mr. Chairman and members, that, uh, of course, the decoupling of items that brings it more in, in line with dollars. Uh, however, uh, with unemployment uh, exemption, which most states have done, uh, we do not want to tax the benefits um, of our constituents. So that is part of the amendment as well. So two sections. The first decouples from about 10 provisions listed in Table 1 of the fiscal impact. You can see uh, this was done in consult with uh, Department of Revenue and CPAs. Uh, the second one deals with the federal unemployment exemption uh, that allows the exclusion of the first $10,200 of unemployment. Uh, it looks like that would cost us uh, in the neighborhood of about $116 million. When I say cost us, it's a tax break for our constituents. So with that, Mr. Chairman, I'll be glad to answer any questions. Any questions of Mr. Semerle? And ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me say this too about the unemployment uh, issue. We have looked at this and I know we, we went through uh, a debate where we had an austere budget and you know, I'm sure people would have liked to have spent $116 million throughout the budget, um, but as you may know, and is that we will have a Board of Economic Advisors meeting this Thursday. It's anticipated from what we understand that they may be raising revenue this time, and I think there'll be revenue that will be able to cover this. And I think the last thing I and the members of this committee want to have happen is to have people who have, uh, who have tragically lost their job as a result of this pandemic have to start paying income taxes uh, when the federal government has exempted those income taxes. And I think this is fair, it's necessary. And while it has not been in keeping with the practice that we just passed a budget on, I think it will be in keeping hopefully after Thursday where we have money. This would be a non-recurring item for the most part. We'll have a little bit that will spill over into the next year, but we want to make sure that those who are most affected by this are not paying as a result of it. And so that was the logic behind doing the, uh, adding this to the conformity bill. And I think a lot of other states, as Mr. Simmerl mentioned, are doing this. So I felt it incumbent upon us to protect those who have been most affected by this pandemic. So any questions? All right, with that, Mr. Uh, Semerle moves. Is that a subcommittee amendment, Mr. Semerle? Okay, it's, it's his amendment. So Mr. Semerle moves for adoption of, of his amendment. Any discussion? Hearing none, all in favor of adoption of the Semerle amendment signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, ayes have it. And then uh, any other amendments? Hearing no further amendments, any discussion on House Bill 4017 as amended? Hearing none, we'll proceed to a roll call. Mr. Ballantyne? Aye. Mr. Bannister? Aye. Mr. Clyburn? Aye. 
Ms. Cobb Hunter. Aye. Ms. Crawford. Mr. Danning. Aye. Ms. Dillard. Aye. Ms. Erickson. Aye. Mr. Finley. Aye. Mr. Gagnon. Aye. Mr. Herb Kurzman. Aye. Mr. Hewitt. Aye. Mr. Hosey. Aye. Mr. Huggins. Aye. Mr. Lowe. Aye. Mr. Moss. Aye. Mr. Rutherford. Mr. Simrel. Aye. Mr. Gary Smith. Mr. Merle Smith. Aye. Mr. Stavernakis. Mr. Weeks. Mr. Whitmire. Mr. Willis. Aye. All right, as vote of 21 to zero, House Bill um, 4017 as amended, receives a favorable report and we'll move to the General Government Subcommittee and Ms. Cobb Hunter to explain House Bill 36, 3786. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Members, 3786 is a bill which provides that salaries for our state constitutional officers uh, must be based on recommendations by the agency's Salary Head Commission. Uh, in addition, the bill requires the governor-elect to submit a description of duties of the lieutenant governor and to submit any salary increases for the like gov to the salary um, study committee. Uh, agency salary commission, I'm sorry. It also requires that a survey be conducted every four years <clears throat> of the salary and fringe benefits for agency heads. The estimated revenue, uh, SPAR estimates, but that 26,000 in 22-23 due to increased operating costs for a new salary study bill will also increase the other funds revenue by 26,000. And Mr. Chairman and members, this is simply, uh, and there's an amendment that uh, Mr. Bannister will speak to. Um, and what this does is simply allow our constitutional officers to be a part of the agency salary head review, meaning their salaries will come before the agency salary head, like all of our other agency heads. Now, that was the original bill. Mr. Chair, if it's in order, I'd like Mr. Bannister to explain the amendment the subcommittee adopted. Mr. Bannister. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> the amendment just to, it removes the governor and lieutenant governor. Um, for now, it removes them from going under the agency salary head uh, with the caveat that they just neither one wanted to do it during their um, next election, that it was a good idea. They have, have supported it for everybody else, but they did not want to do it until have it be effective after they would no longer be in office. So it exempts those two. And Mr. Chairman, if I may add to that, um, the subcommittee also recognized that that sentiment was probably the same for the superintendent and the comp general and the AG as well as the treasurer and the ag commissioner. I'm sure none of those men and women want to um, have to deal with this uh, in an election year. Um, and so, Mr. Chair, what, the, what is before the subcommittee would be the bill as amended. And we reported it out favorably. Thank you, Ms. Cobbunner and Mr. Bannister. And let me say also about this, too, is as you all know, we passed this about three or four years ago, passed overwhelmingly in the House and overwhelmingly in the Senate, and the House added judges to that, to which it went into conference committee. Mr. Simrel and myself and Mr. Rutherford uh, served on that 
conference committee and unfortunately we were never able to get the issue and it wasn't uh, resolved or 22 bodies and had mainly to deal with judges as you all know the judges were resolved a few years ago and so we're back with the constitutional officers I will say this as I know no one has asked for this and none of them want to have this as that they're running on on uh, having their salaries increase but also if you don't do it now before the next election cycle then it cannot be raised until they complete their term and that was the reason in 2018 that we were doing this or i think it was 2018 that we had taken that up to make sure that we got it in there and as you see in your information uh you know we have the lowest paid salaries i just look at this the secretary of state's the 15th lowest in the u.s Treasurer is the 15th lowest. The Attorney General is the fourth lowest in the U.S. The Comptroller General has a dubious distinction of being the lowest paid Comptroller General in the United States. Superintendent of Education is third lowest. And the Commission of Agriculture is the fourth lowest. So while I understand that nobody wants to uh, have this during an election cycle, it's necessary for us to make sure that we are competitive with all employees, agency heads, state employees, and everybody else. So I'm going to cut you off, Ms. Cobb Hunter, because we're not going to have a long meeting. But, but we're, going to, we're, we're going to be dealing with the state employees here soon, and we've got to make state employment attractive for all who want to apply. So you can, you can dovetail on into that. Briefly, All right, Mr. Chairman, very briefly dovetailing in on that, let me just say on behalf of state employees, I am so thrilled that we are moving forward with a salary study for our constitutional officers. Would hope and pray that the salary study that has already been done for our state employees will finally be implemented this year. Right, Mr. Valentine, Mr. Finley? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Was that brief enough? That's brief enough. Very good. So, uh, and <laughs> you saw me. You left uh, an opening. I'm there. sorry. Sometimes I stick my foot in my mouth, I guess. Um, all right. So, uh, Mr. Weeks. Mr. Chairman, since we are basing this decision on the comparative salaries in other jurisdictions, it might be nice at some point to look at the salaries of the members of the South Carolina General Assembly and how they co compare with other uh, legislative bodies in other states in the Southeast what? and otherwise, well, just Mr. for the record. Mr. Weeks, we looked at that a few years ago, and as you may recall, we... Uh, we passed uh, something and the uh, governor vetoed it at the time. And despite the assurances that the Senate was going to override the veto, they did not. And uh, so that ball is in the Senate court as far as I'm concerned. Um, so uh, with that being said, Ms. Cobb Hunter moves for uh, adoption of House Bill 3786 as amended or adoption of subcommittee amendment. I'm sorry, uh, any discussion on the subcommittee amendment? All in favor of the subcommittee amendment signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, ayes have it. And then uh, Ms. Cobb Hunter moves to adopt House Bill 3786 as amended. Any discussion? Hearing none, we'll proceed to roll call. Mr. Ballantyne? Aye. Mr. Bannister? Aye. Mr. Clyburn? Aye. Ms. Cobb Hunter? Aye. Ms. Crawford? Mr. Danny? Aye. aye. Ms. Dillard? Aye. Ms. Erickson? Aye. Mr. Finley? Aye. Mr. Gagnon? Aye. Mr. Herb Kurzman? Aye. Mr. Hewitt? Aye. Mr. Hosey? Aye. Mr. Huggins? Aye. Mr. Lowe? Aye. 
Mr. Moss? Aye. Mr. Rutherford? Mr. Semrel? Aye. Mr. Gary Smith? Mr. Merle Smith? Aye. Mr. Stavernakis? Aye. Mr. Weeks? Aye. Mr. Whitmire? Aye. Mr. Willis? Aye. All right, by a vote of 21 to zero, uh, House Bill 3786 is, uh, uh, receives favorable report as amended. All right, any further discussion, any issues before the committee? Hearing none, uh, Ms. Cobb-Hunter moves that we adjourn. All in favor, signify by saying aye. All right, stand adjourned. Thank you very much.